Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Today, I have Wilhelmina Ford, the founder of Share Abode, joining me. She knows all about the challenges of being a single parent and has done the hard yards, uh, posting regularly on her Facebook group, which I actually have joined and I sort of keep tabs on Wilhelmina regularly, um, about the trials and tribulations of her um, she's experiencing. Way back, way back in 2019, she created the Share Abode concept. It's a free online platform for single parents to connect with one another for the purposes of home sharing. The site offers a solution to the challenges that every single parent family faces when looking to move on. That being high cost housing, increased living expenses, practical everyday support, and the high levels of social isolation. Hi, Wilhelmina. It's a real pleasure to talk to you today. I've been following you for some time on Facebook and um, it's just great to speak to you in person. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Claire. I'm so excited to talk about everything. Cool, thank you. Um, so look, I've given a brief synopsis about what Share Abode is about as such, but um, do you want to give us a little bit more information and like background around why you've created it and um, you know, who you are as such for people who don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you covered it really well. Um, you know, I sort of created Share Abode as a strategic solution. I say strategic because there's a lot of things that it can help someone with, even though people think that initially it's just one thing where you're reducing your rent and expenses. But there's so many more things to it that help to go into. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I believe. It fulfills a lot of basic needs, which can actually level you up to be a better parent, human, worker, whatever it is. So those are things like, you know, uh, high cost housing, increasing living expenses, challenges getting everyday support, practically, emotionally, social isolation, um, all of those kinds of things that you think that I'm just going to go and get a house as a single parent. I'll just go get a rental and I'll do it. But, you know, then you come across, I'm so lonely and, oh, my God, I'm so tired and yeah. do this and i got to do that. And, and those things start to creep in. So I agree with you because that's how I found you guys. I had a, I was renting a four-bedroom house and um, I basically went, well, look, this is so big for me and my son. Maybe I can share this with somebody. And that's how I found you and um, how I follow you regularly now because I was lonely and it was just me and my son. I have no family here and what you're doing is awesome. Yeah, and that's exactly the same reasons, you know, I started doing it and the same reasons most of them start doing it. And, you know, that that is exactly it. Shareboat was born bit by bit out of experience. I never, ever set out to build anything like this. I don't think I could ever imagine doing anything like this back in the early days. But, yeah, when I, when I became a single mom almost, well, yeah, four and a half years ago, I sort of, I had this big business before I became a single mum and I'd had it for 12 years and it was amazing but the only way to get out of the relationship I was in was to sell everything so sell yeah. everything that I knew and just relocate interstate so I did that it took a long time to get to that point but eventually I got to that point and I did it so 
four and a half years ago, I was kind of like looking down the barrel of, I have no business. Oh my gosh, I have no income. I just have my savings. Oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. I've relocated to get away, but now I don't know anyone. So I have no, so it was kind of these, like, you know, I did all these amazing, courageous, brave things and scary things. And then I was like, oh no, what did I do? But (laughs) it was like this main goal to get out. And I think that happens a lot. You know, people sort of, it's really hard to plan for when I leave or what happens then. Most people don't do that. They're in the moment of it. And that's, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's scary. And also then you're sitting there with two little people or three little people or one little person like me. And you're then going, okay, I've got to hold this together and I've got to make things seem normal because I've got little people who are depending on me. So right what do we do so yeah I completely get all that and yeah so lonely oh it is so lonely and I'm my son was two my daughter was three months old so it was physically draining for me as well like I mean I was still doing obviously still feeding milk and they're just there was god yeah is mm. me and and then you know you have all that emotional turmoil that goes on top of it the physical exhaustion you know you don't have like I had my mum to talk to but mum was in Sydney so that wasn't like the most it's ideal not like being done around down the road is it she couldn't pop in and mind the kids I had to do everything I remember going for going to um because the place I moved to was the only place I could find that would let me take my dog and I there was no way I was yeah. leaving my dog had her for eight years. So it was a short-term rental. It was only three months. That's all I could find. So I was like, okay, I've got three months to get my life in order. Yeah. Like a I breathing do? space. Like, yeah. you, like it was like, okay, I've got three months. Okay. In a way, I suppose, did it focus you to actually go, okay, I've got three months. I need to get my stuff together for these three months. It did. I mean, initially I kind of didn't even think about three months because I was so involved in, I'm so tired. I'm so emotionally drained. Did I do the right thing? I just want peace and happiness. What did I do? You know, that back blaming myself, going through all those feels that you go through. And then it kind of got to the point where I was like, oh shit, I've only got two months. I have, I'm going to be homeless or I'm going to have to move back to Sydney to live with my mom and both situations really suck I don't want to do that so at that point I was like okay you got to change you got to look at something what do you need you need a house that's the first thing so I did I went out looking for homes and for a whole month I couldn't find anything and I remember not that I couldn't find anything but I kept getting declined for rentals now I have never had a rental in my life except for when I first did it I've always owned homes so I don't have any references I had no income per oh se- my savings and so the difference of saying look I have all this cash I can just pay for it for a year up front it doesn't make a difference they like think it's bribery or something you have to show serviceability so that kind of made it really challenging for me I remember going from Queensland to New South Wales, Queen of Border Crossing, doing this to figure out where I wanted to go because I wasn't quite sure. Um, And I just figured in the end any place is better than the place I was in because I only had a month left. And I remember telling my mum about it and she's like, I can't believe they won't give you a place. Like you can pay up front. This is ridiculous. So she came up to help me at least look for homes so we could double our energies. In the end, I just was like really beside myself. And mum said, that's it. I've had enough. This is ridiculous. Let's go find one and I want to apply. And so she went onto it and I was one living with her on paper. Oh, and God, love your mum. Yeah, that's I got my rental. And she didn't do anything else, but she was run renting. She has serviceability. She has businesses. She has this, da, 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 da. She's not a single mum. You know, she's all, I'm grown, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the only way I could do it. And I kind of had to like rot the system a little. 
Yeah, look, and I know I know exactly what you mean. Like, I'm I'm down in Melbourne, but like, um, when you're a single parent with a child up against couples, um, so two incomes and things like that, you you don't get looked at the same way. Even and I'm on a very good salary, but like, even so, that was one income compared with two, and I had rental history, but not unlike you. And I was still finding it hard here in Melbourne because you're up against couples who have two incomes. So they earn more money and, you know, they seem to be more stable because being a single parent, you know, you've got other um, other responsibilities. And so, you know, sometimes real estate agents don't look at you the same way. No, it's, I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad that it is like that. And they do say yeah. nothing like that really. But there is. Everyone I speak to has had some sort of experience like yeah. that. And, you know, and when I finally got this rental, <clears throat> excuse me, when I finally got the rental and, and because it was meant to be for two of us, <laughs> it was huge. It was massive. It was four bedrooms, two lounge rooms, two full bathrooms, half an acre. It was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, my God. So mum's like, I'll come up and stay every now and then, you know. But I was paying quite a lot for a rental that really at the end of the day I was only using half the place because yeah. it, was, it was just me and the, the babies. So... When we moved in and I kind of, you know, um, started fluffing my feathers and looking at my life and saying, okay, what do I do now? Um, I thought, well, I'm lonely, so I'm going to go to the gym. That was my first next thing. So I thought I'll go to the gym and I'll make friends at the Mums and Bubs class. They're perfect. My kids will make friends. I'll make mum friends. And that was great, but it was only twice a week, so the outlet wasn't as big. And I still felt really socially isolated because even though I made friends with the mums, they could go out at night and have a drink and I couldn't because... I didn't have anyone else, you know. Who looks after the babies. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. exactly right. Yeah. I'll just get a babysitter because, you know, every week doing that really bites into your savings and you, oh. it's just unnecessary. So, you know, that kind of, and I thought I'm so lonely. I'm like lonely. Like I just need adult stimulation and it's logistically so challenging. And there was a couple of times where my daughter got really sick. She was a pretty sick little girl and I had to go to the hospital and bring my son. And it just was a lot. And I thought, this cannot be it. I didn't sign up for this kind of thing. Like, this isn't how it's meant to go. This is not okay. So that's where the cookie crumbled. Yeah. And, and it's a roller coaster as well, because you just look at other families or other people in the similar situations to you as such, i.e., they're in couples or, uh, you know, they're single parents. Like for myself, it was single parents who had family around, and you just sit and you, you just look and go, wow, you know. Why is my situation like this as such? So, yeah, um, yeah, can it give you some black days, I know, um, definitely. Oh, yeah, sure. and I mean, I get those choices where, and that's really what, what it is, it's at the end of the day it became a choice of how I want to choose to live, live the mm. journey instead of what the journey had become. And I was like, well, I left because of certain reasons and it was to keep, you know, to, to have a happy, you know, peaceful life with my children. So I have to do that. I'm the only one now who can do that. So I thought, how do I do this? You know, I've, I've got a house, I've got, you know, some friends, so that's not working. So I just started to look for different things like strategies to help single parents, you know, the Google stuff yeah. and, you know, not much was that helpful. There was a lot of stuff about depression and anxiety. I thought that's not me. That's not where I'm at. I'm, I'm none of that. So I saw this article about these three single parents sharing a home in England. Oh. And I thought, it was amazing. And I read it and I was like, oh, my God, they're happy. They're helping each other. They've got a garden. They grow stuff. It's a big house. Like, oh, my gosh, maybe I'll do that. Or their kids are friends. And that's really where I was like, I'm going to do that. 
I'm going to do that. So I basically trolled social media and, <laughs> and I put an ad out and I got a single mom who was near the neighborhood where I was yeah. and she moved in and she split the rent. And that's kind of really where it started. And I had all my logistical help and I helped her and she had half the house and I wasn't spending as much. And, you know, we had dinners together and I could have a shower for 10 oh. minutes by myself. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, and I could just go to the shop and get milk without having to put the kids in the yeah. car and get the snacks and buying $100 worth of things except, you know, just bought milk. It was like amazing. Yeah. So my whole world sort of shifted. Yeah. Um, I'm still friends to this day. Everyone, I've, I've done a lot of home sharing and everyone I've, done it with I'm still friends with and we've created very deep friendships because of the turmoils that we've gone through and the experiences and the growths and everything so that's where Sherabode started and it just kind of grew a bit from there I started talking about it to people and they're like that's amazing and how do I do that and I'm like I don't know maybe just put an ad in so I'm just saying put an ad in the trading post or maybe Gumtree or but then you know mum's like why don't you just do it I'm like I can't do that I don't know anything techie I don't know what you're talking about um but eventually enough people were telling me it was great that I believed them. So that's really what happened. And then I just got some of my savings and I invested into a small little platform mm-hmm. on WordPress. And and then, yeah, everything else is history. It's grown now and um, it's helped hundreds of single parents come together for home sharing, but friendship. There's 12,000 at the moment, which to me is like it's a lot, but it's still small compared to the amount that we have. Yeah, but you're you're giving a tool. You're, you're basically... You're- making a platform for people to be able to if they you know I had the idea and when okay I want to share my house because I'm lonely I've got a massive house all this room maybe we can share the load if I share it with a single parent and then I went online and searched and you popped up and share abode and I was like wow this is awesome you know looked into it and everything like that and it was great yeah you know it's um there are, it's, there's, you're servicing a need because there's definitely a need out there. Yeah. And, yeah, bringing single parents together to help each other out, which is great. It's a really positive, positive thing. It's not a sit in your house and wallow and get mm. all negative about things. You're, you're mm. making something positive out of, a situ, you know, an isolation situation, lonely situation as such. That's it. Yeah. And, I mean, the day like it's like you know I think most of us single parents start the single parenting journey because we want a better life for our children and there's so many different dynamics to giving your children a better life and one of them is being able to do things that are outside the square and are strategic because you want a different life for them or being able to look at yourself like create a a relationship with someone in a house and being able to sit down and communicate when things go bad because you're role modeling a different type of relationship that they might have otherwise experienced so it's all so different to the how how did the children adjust to like um living with somebody else you know like in a way it's like bringing somebody into a stranger into the house as such with children but how did they adjust how did you uh, how were you able to help the children um adjust to the situation was there any were there any issues that you experienced uh, well, there's uh, yes, there's been issues with, um, you know, two of the home shares that I've had and the other two have been fine. But it happened more as they got older. When they were younger, they were so young when it happened, they were just very accepting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I had no issue. It was just like, oh, we're just going to share the house because these people need a house and we need to stay in the house, so let's all share together. And it was that simple that my son's like, sounds great. I have a friend to play yeah. with. My daughter was 
not even one. So she had no idea what was happening. She just loves everybody. But, and her, the other ladies, children were very young too. So there was no issue and they were week on week off. So they weren't there like full time, like mine. But as they got older, like the most recent one, which was a year ago was in the home I'm in now. And the home was a little, this home's a little bit smaller. So that was a bit challenging. Um, and the older so my son um five my daughter three last year and that was more challenging because they had their own toys yes and the other kid was um so there was two boys and one was four years older so he was like eight I think um and then the little one was only six months so there was a great divide of ages and the eldest was only here week on week off as well but the youngest one was always here but my kids were always full-time so how we kind of did it was we created a common playroom so that was one of the things was was awesome so we got all the toys together and we created a common playroom but then they got to choose their most special toys out of their collection and take it back to a special place that no one else could touch and it was yeah that's a good idea oh okay Kind of like while you're in the common playroom, you play with your common toys. Everyone shares and shares together and your special ones you don't have to share at all. So you can, like my son loves remote control cars. He never wanted to share them. He would happily go outside and play remote control cars, but then he'd come in and play bricks with everyone else. So if they felt like they had something that was special to them and it was no one to touch under any circumstances, then felt that they had that. But the biggest thing that really got us through most of it was common mealtimes and discussion times and coming together to create things. So it was no longer a role difference between like parent, kid, or that kid's here and that kid this and that. It was like, we're all coming together to achieve a common goal, which is harmony in our house and getting to know each other. And the more we got to know each other, the easier it became for the kids. Yeah. Because I think in the end they see, like even my son will say, oh my gosh, I remember the time where you and, you know, tried to make that spaghetti bolognese and so-and-so came in and he was crying because he hurt his leg and then I had to stir it. It became this thing and then we tried to set the table and I couldn't find this so I used the pink cutlery and and it becomes like a thing and everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And it just bonds you yeah. like a family bonded. And so you can discuss things much more level-headedly instead of like, oh, you're, that son took this and your son did that and instead of being enemies, like yeah. it's common. No one should have anything really separate. It's common unless you've got possessions so I make a big deal when I live with someone to have that happen the common meal times the common discussions the common rules the common courtesy that you know luckily our outside area is huge so the kids can go outside and they play outside easily much better than in a common playroom yeah kids always better outside anyway when they're running their energy off so that's kind of like what I say but my biggest hint to people I say is don't don't live with kids the same age because people have a lot of a lot of single mums, especially single mums, have this beautiful idea in their head, which is beautiful, yeah. that they're going to find someone the same age as them that's going to have the same interests, another single mum, and they can chat and have a glass of wine and it's all easy and they're going to have two little girls that are three years old and they're going to play dress-ups together and it does not happen that way, no. ever. And kids need to understand, like, when they're three, four and five, they're all dealing with the concept of sharing and all of the, mm. all of the things that kids would deal with. And also you bring kids together and sibling, although it's nice for kids to play together. I know with siblings, I, I argue with my brother now and we're like well in our 40s, so don't even go there. But like, you know, at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, kids, people, it's all about interacting and, you know, you're not going to get on all of the time. And kids when they're younger um, don't actually understand, do they, you know, about the sharing or they don't want to they deal don't. with other people. And yeah, philosophy about, I mean, it's, it's like if you say to, if I said to you, oh, 
I'm coming over, you have to share your phone with me or your laptop. You'd be like, uh, why? Yeah, yeah it, I'd be like, no. The concept is quite lost. I mean, I know it's society's way of, hey, let's share. And everyone, but why? Why do we really have to do that? I mean, it's in the context of that. I believe that, you know, I mean, the whole thing about having kids that are separate ages, I say you've got to choose kids that are separate ages and separate routines. Then you don't, you don't have this whole, you know, little kids have the same milestones. They have the same learning ability. They have the same physical ability. But it, the best ones I've had is when I've had kids that are like four years difference, four or five years difference, because they're not interested in the same thing. So there's no squabbling. The younger one will always learn from the older one. The old one always tends to become this like, oh, I'll take care of you sort of role. So it becomes this different role and you can actually speak to the older one like, if you do this, this is what happens and rah, 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 and they learn responsibility. They learn to respect other, other children. They just learn about all these different things that they wouldn't if they are the same age and they will squabble at the same age. And if you have different routines, like not like one works night shift, one works day shift, but just different routines. Like we used to have set times where we would cook in the kitchen. I wanted to cook like meal prep for the week. That was my Sunday afternoon when my kids were at their dad's. That's what I would do. And she would go out with her kids and that's what we did. And she would do hers on Tuesday when the kids were at school and she worked from home. And so we had a really... A lot of us have made, like the people I've lived with, I've always tried to be very strategic about the common spaces when we utilise them so we're not in each other's faces. And do we really need to be watching TV all together at night when we could be upstairs reading, you know, or swap, let's swap because different ages like different things on TV as well. So it's it's about being more strategic than more like dreamy about it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so perfect and they'll be best friends forever and we'll be, it just doesn't work that way. It just, it doesn't work that way. So that's what I say to people. That's how you overcome most hurdles, which is in that moment, you have to be like trusting and respectful communication, different ages, different schedules, and everything else tends to fit into place quite well. Okay. Okay. So look, if people were interested in actually using your platform as such, how do, how do they, how do they find, if they want to find someone or find a house to, to move into, how would they, how would they do that? How do you go about starting? Uh, well, you, you go to shareabode.com.au and you just register for free. Once you're on, you get your verification email, verify your email address, and then create a listing as a home sharer, which is someone with a home that they want to open a room and common space to, or home seeker, which is someone who is seeking a home or seeking a house to share. So you create a profile, check back, people send inquiries, and then you do your due diligence. And you don't forget to join my Facebook group, which is free as well. And that group basically helps you kind of like go along. It's got a whole bunch of units in it, which is all about how to do your due diligence. I encourage people to do their due diligence. It's not, I am just an intermediary that introduces people at the end of the day. And it's really up to the people using the platform to use their own smarts and do the research and look in themselves and look at that person and see if it is going to work and take time to do it. It's not an overnight quick thing. It takes, I mean, I look back and, you know, the last one I did, that took four months of like I was every day trying to find someone of that. I was focused on that to get to that person, to get to that person who was amazing. And there was a lot of people that were not great. But that gave me one more step closer to someone who would be good. It's a bit like dating really, isn't it? The more dates you go on, the more chance you have of finding someone successful. And you do your due diligence. You ask the right questions. You check out their socials. You ask about their kids. And I have a whole bunch of different questions and a whole lot of stuff for them to look through that help them figure it out. Do you, do you have any, like, 
so with the due diligence side of things, do you have anything Mm -hmm. that actually gives like examples of questions that you can ask to see what the right fit is? Uh, Because like at the end of the day, you and your child and, you know, your children are your most precious things are going to be either moving into somebody's house or you're going to have somebody coming into your environment. So you want that to be a good match. You don't want there to be friction because, well, kids pick up on that straight away. So, and you're then going from being in a relationship that you were unhappy with to then sharing a house with somebody you're unhappy with. So that's not what you would, like you've set this up for and that's not the ideal. So um, do you have any like tips or hints on the website or anything that you can give now regarding finding uh, somebody who would be a good yeah, fit? Uh, so the, there's not so many hints and tips on the website, but there is a lot on the Facebook page, which they... Oh, okay. And it basically, I have a whole bunch of different questions that you can ask someone, but also ask yourself because you have to... I mean, a lot of people are like, I want someone who does this, 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 and then I will say to them, but do you do that stuff? And they're like, oh, well, yeah. I'm not as clean. But if they're cleaner than I don't, and you're like, but you can't expect something from someone if you're not willing to do that as well. So it's also not just you've got to do some internalisation as well, which is really important. But the questions are all about financial questions. They're emotional, kind of embedded questions. There's things about physical questions um, because some people who are as, as specific as it sounds, I've had... Um, a recent one where it's broken down because she kept using the wrong chopping board because the other lady's vegetarian and it got to her so much but at the end of the day there was just communication it should have been done differently from the beginning so I talk about doing you have to do housemate rules up you have to do a lease agreement you have to do you know boundaries written agreements and you have to refresh that all the time with that person and talk about it like you would in any relationship that you will be successful in any relate it's like you need to do that not just for yourself but as a role model for your children and for the security of that relationship in the future if you want a friendship from it so asking the right questions and getting the right documents like it is not a it's totally fine if you're a homeowner to say well I want some references please yeah I want to see your bank statements I want you ask exactly what a real estate agent asks there is no reason not to you are your own real estate agent you've got to look out for yourself and your family first so I say you have to ask that if you feel weird asking that don't rent your home out you know, and so you, you've got to put yourself in awkward positions sometimes to find out if they're going to be the right fit. And, you know, for the other one as well, if you're renting with someone, you don't want them to run off and then you owe all this rent that you can't afford because you can't afford yeah. it. That's why you're renting with them. So you need to do the same thing. You need to get character references, work references. Why not? You know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, well, it, 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 in a way, although like you say in an ideal world it would be great and you're like creating a little mini commune as such that you're all going to get together and you're all going to get on but you just you've got to protect yourself as well you've got to protect the fact that you know if you're both renting a um, accommodation that there's there's things in place so that you're both covered and you're both safe and secure and if you own your own property that there are rules and regulations and I agree with you definitely agree with you it is an ongoing process to keep reviewing those boundaries or that charter for want of a better word that you've drawn up the house you know house rules as such to review them on an ongoing basis quarterly or monthly or whatever and just to say well, are we are we still all happy with this? Is there something that you know we're doing that's annoying you, and that you know I would like to discuss X, Y, and Z, and to have that open adult conversation 
around you all living together because you've all got to get on and live together. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's like, to me, it's because I've seen the ones that haven't worked have been the ones that have kind of not been able to communicate and confront. And so therefore, you know, the other person hasn't given them that space to be able to do that. So it's, you have to look inside yourself just as outside. It's like, I've learned more about myself living with other people than I have just doing my own personal development work. Like they have brought stuff out of me. Like you learn more about yourself, definitely. I mean, hands down, if you want to do personal development work, have kids and then go live with some some stranger. Because those two things will show you the things that you don't want to look at. You know, when someone's, when you start to think, oh, I can't communicate with them. Instead of going, oh, it's them, you go, like, why can't I do that? What's in me that's stopping me? Am I worried they're going to get angry? Am I worried they're going to move? Like this creates an open space to talk. And, you know, at the end of the day, the energy you put out, you bring in. So you want to put a good energy out to get a good housemate in. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree. And it may be a bit drastic to have children and move in with a stranger when you're about 18 to, for personal development. I agree. <laughs> but, like, if you've got kids, yeah, no. I mean, kids have de- – my child has developed me in so many different ways. I now know what patience is. I thought I understood what negotiation was because that's my day job. But, no, negotiate with a four-year-old um, is, like, full-on crazy. So, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Is everyone on the site – does everyone who uses the platform use the plat who uses the platform? Oh, I can't get my teeth right. Is, are they? Uh, is everyone on there like have children and either have children own a house or have children looking for a property? There's no. Are there are there people that are just like a granny or um, like single people on there? Yeah, there's a myriad of a different type. Okay, and. Uh, it was funny because about two years ago I put it out to the group and put it out to social media about what people thought about having other people come on and it was because I was starting to get people to request that and I didn't know if I was limiting myself by saying no or if maybe it was a solution for some single parents that maybe they did want to have a different alternative so I just thought I'd put it out and so many people were like yeah like what's the problem with bringing someone else that's not a single parent with dependence on right now? Because when you look at it, most of the population these days who are having the same issues, which is isolation, financial struggle, uh, all of that loneliness, that they are women, older women, seniors, um, who used to be single parents. And because of that, they don't have as much super. They've only had casual jobs, so they couldn't get their super. They have their situation is very similar and some of those people are so for example my mum was on there and she has a big property um in New South Wales and it's got a like a, a separate accommodation to it it's like a self-contained oh, okay flat, right and she's got yes. a house self-contained granny flat and she said um and she's a single mum so it's just me and her growing up and she said do you think I could go on there and I was like well, I don't see why not. You know, you, everyone seems to think it's great. So she's on and then she's had two single parents with kids so far and they yeah. love her because she's been through everything. She gives beautiful guidance. She takes care of their kids when they can't. It's like a different situation. So you're not yeah. dealing with your kids. So there's that one. And then I've got, I have had in the past um, a lesbian couple who have a huge house who are, have, you know, have a kid that they God, they have another, they're going to get another one and they just have this huge house and they just want to help another mum who's struggling. And Oh, that's awesome. At the end of the day, who am I to say what a single parent is going to be good with, you know? And it, 
so it's but I'm not going to go and just put a, a single male on or a single female I'm very no. actually like there's some specifics which I cut off um I have had strange requests in the past let me tell you um but I do my due diligence with who comes on and who doesn't yeah. so it, it's got a bit of security behind it which okay. helps me okay and so, yeah Oh, look, I completely agree. Look, I, I would love to grab a granny or grab a granddad, as it were. That sounds really weird and apologies to listeners and yourself for saying it like that. But, like, my son's grandparents, my side of the family live in the UK. You know, he doesn't really have any grandparents. His other grandparents live, like, four or five hours away. So he doesn't really have that older generation to be able to play with and learn and, and things like that. And so... um yeah, I would love for um, somebody, I mean, we've got older neighbours that he knows and um, wants to help, but it, I would love for that connection for my son so that he can actually learn from the older generation. And so then he, you know, he understands what they've been through because they've been through so, you know, so many different things to what, you know, my generation's been through and what the other generations have been through. So, you know, I think to make a rounder, little person it's to you know give them all of the experiences of all the uh, generation that's awesome no that's great that's one of the things with the a lot of successes come from um single grandmas i guess yeah. you could, God love them. a single mom with one or two kids because you know you don't have to have a huge house they only just want one room and it becomes kind of like a mother-daughter sort of situation. Well, yeah, and sometimes it's handy to just have somebody who has lived life and is a little bit older than you to be able to just go and just talk to and, you know, maybe get advice from or whatever. No, awesome. That's great. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's yeah. great. Was there anything else you wanted to actually talk about while we're on here? Because I think you've given a great synopsis and um, talked about what share a vote is and how people can join it um i do have one last final question for you if um if you don't mind if you had could have mm-hmm. a superpower and i asked this to all my interview yeah. um interviewees uh if you could have a superpower what would it be i think we already are superheroes single parents Wow, that, well, that's true. I think you are a little bit more than some, you know, because you've got a business, two children, you're active on social media, you do all of this. It's insane. But. I think superhero is, it's just a perspective really, isn't it? It's just a shift yeah. of, you know, why is everybody not a superhero? You know, everyone does amazing things. And I think the your natural abilities of I don't know, like self-awareness is a really good ability to have, which is such a strange thing to say, but so many people don't have it. No, it's true. I don't need to fly through the sky. I just need to be a bit more aware of what I do and how that affects people, you know, kinds of things. So I think that, you know, I always say that I think single parents are superheroes, especially the ones that are doing it really hard, like 100% full-time without support. I, you know, I don't have my mum or that around, but, you know, they do now over the last um, year and a half, two years, have started going to their father's house um, for two nights uh, twice a month. And that yeah. might not seem like a lot, but, wow, that's a lot. Like it's a, it's enough it to regenerate. So, you know, the people that don't have any of that, and I don't call sending your kid to school and working all day um, care <laughs> for yourself. Oh, 
I don't have uh, no. free time. So, um, cause people are like, oh, but you don't have them. They're good at like daycare. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. totally different. Well, sometimes you're then dealing with other children, grown up children, teenage children that you're working with. And if any of my work colleagues are listening, I don't mean yourselves, but, um, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, exactly. And look at you, you're working. It's not a break. It's not going to a spa or uh, sitting watching Netflix or you definitely won't be drinking a glass of wine, I would hope, if you're working in the daytime. If not, there are there are places you need to go if, if it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you feel like you need a glass of wine. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. So, look, hey, if people want to actually get in contact with you, ask you questions or um just follow you like how do they how do they do that because you've got a podcast as well haven't you I've retired it for a little while I did have it oh okay because my attention has shifted to um something very different which I'm going to launch in two months and I'm really focused on doing that but um it's a really it's actually it's it's real like I said Maslow's hierarchy of needs earlier and I've been doing so much research on that and from all the experiences in the hundreds of single parents I talk to daily, you know, and my experiences, and I'm sure you'll agree with them that, you know, um, get, like, it's the whole thing. Teaching a man to fish is so much better than giving him a fish. And someone to, someone to live with in a house doesn't really solve anything if they're not good with their money or they are still living mm. in the past hurts or they are blaming themselves for this or they're stuck and they don't understand, they haven't had their proper divorce or physically they're unhealthy and they're feeling it emotionally. And none of that stuff matters because they'll end up being their own detriment, you know. So yeah. what this is is, I, you know, I'm sort of leaning Sherabodis into it is just one strategy to have an easier and better journey as a single parent. It's only one strategy out of so many different strategies like doing personal development or getting fit and healthy and actually owning that or, you know, going and doing like a gentle parenting course or it's just one strategy that can fill that whole cup. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on because at the end of the day, yeah, like you give them a house, they're still lonely. They're still awesome. If you give them a person to live with, they're still going to feel that if they don't feel like, happy in themselves so it's about this like quest to find that and we all start out wanting to do that and we get lost so I'm trying to just bring that back somehow and that's why I stopped the podcast because I was talking to so many people it just became apparent that yeah there's no resources for that there's no synergistic strategy or resource that goes into helping you mind body spirit really oh look and and I agree with you like it I'm on a journey like I um I've been single now for crikey I'm trying to think now uh three years I'm on a journey I'm very happy doing my own personal development being there for my son I'm not interested in finding a partner or anything like that it's about making me a better person for my son basically and um yeah look I completely agree with you um if you don't work on yourself then you know how how do you progress from where you've where you've been where you've come from it's it's we're a constant work in progress and like I'm sure even sitting at 75 or whatever I'm not 75 but you know in a few years time maybe 20 odd years time that you know um yeah I'll still be learning because like it's this is a journey we're on and the world throws challenges at us and we need to just um yeah take them head on and smash our way through them it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll get you on in a couple of months' time when you launch this new secret secret sauce that you're talking about. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. No, it would be brilliant. Uh, and, look, uh, thank you so much. Um, I've been following you for, well, blimey, 
uh, probably a couple of years since maybe the start, the start of 2020. So um, even into 2019, maybe. So look, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming on board. Yeah, look, maybe we'll get you back in a couple of months if you've got the time. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, definitely. No, awesome. Okay, brilliant. All right, well, look, thanks ever so much and um, take care. Thank you, Claire, you too. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.